This is a response to the article, I was told the 12 steps would cure my addiction, why did I end up feeling more broken? It's by Oscar Queen and it was printed in The Guardian on December the 4th, 2021. There will be a link to that article in the description, in the notes. This is a response to it, which I was asked to write. I was told the 12 steps would cure my addiction, why did I end up feeling more broken? What is upsetting about this piece is its complete one-sidedness. It is the view of one disgruntled man. Even the heading is a false claim. No 12-step group or member would ever claim that the steps could cure addiction. The steps are very much based around the accepted inability to cure addiction. Its printing comes at a time when there has been a noticeable increase in people falling foul to drink and drugs. More people are in search of help and hope. To write a hatchet job about the services that are available that seems in part to be fueled by the writer's own inter internal battles with himself is irresponsible. Firstly, let me give a slightly different brief account of Alcoholics Anonymous. Yes, it's true that AA came about when Bill met Bob in Akron over 80 years ago, two alcoholics of which, despite many attempts, the medical system could seemingly do nothing for. Amazingly though, they found that they were talking openly and frankly with one another about their problems. The drinking stopped. Encouraged by their progress, they began to bring other seemingly hopeless drunks into their circle. They had some success and slowly the group expanded, meeting together to share their stories and offer support and encouragement. Some attendees would start to travel from great distances, so before long, the natural progression was to form other groups in different towns and cities, and thus this is how AA grew. It's essentially a folk movement from the ground up, but has grown to have an estimated 2,136,201 members and 129,790 meetings a week all across the globe. Despite what some people think, there are no rules to AA, it is not a religion and is no specific religious sect. Yet some of the language and words are of a Christian nature. So what? If one can't get their head around this, or are too stubborn in their convictions, then the, changes, the chances of them making changes in their lives are not encouraging. Most importantly, the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking, and all one need do is locate a meeting and turn up. The program of AA is the 12 Steps. These are a description of what early members considered to be the actions that they had taken in order to gain and maintain sobriety. They are written in the past tense and at no point are directive or authoritarian. They are telling the reader what they did to get sober with the hope that they may be able to take some guidance and to gain a happy sober life. They do not claim at any point that they can cure alcoholism or addiction. They state this clearly in their literature. What they offer is a program for living that can, if taken fully and honestly, lead to a life of happiness and meaning, without the need to drink alcohol or use drugs. The program, however, will only work if it is worked on on a daily basis. Much like fitness is only maintained through regular exercise, sobriety is dependent on regular 12-step work. There are no members of staff in AA. There are no professionals, AA counsellors. All of the running and organising is done by individual members 
who volunteer on a temporary basis for the various service positions that are needed at each meeting. The meetings themselves, although all AA, are independent of each other, meaning no two meetings are ever quite the same. So despite all adhering to the same principles and ideas, there's a great variety of style. With a bit of effort, most people find a group to their taste. And there's so many meetings across the world, members are never too far away from getting support and even making new friends around the globe. Today, there is even meetings online, which happen 24 hours a day. So there is never any time when support isn't available. AA is also free. There is no cost. It is completely run on donations given by its members. The only pro AA the only way AA survives is if its members stay sober. So the fact that it is still going 80 years after conception is is continuing to grow in numbers and in news now spams the entire globe is evidence that it can and does work for many people. Its success as a movement is self-evident, and yet it baffles and infuriates the trained professionals who have never been able to imitate its success. What they fail to understand, but what AA members do, quite simply, is alcoholism and how alcoholics can live soberly. AA is based on living experience and the collective wisdom of those that have succeeded in changing their lives. It does not care for hypothetical, practical, predicted outcomes or even data to measure its success. It's not a scientific program and it does not have to answer to anyone in order to maintain funding to exist. It's by the sober people, for the sober people, and without sober people, it crumbles. Does it work for everyone? No, it doesn't. What does? People are different and respond differently to all aspects of life, but to suggest blanketly it doesn't work is foolish. To then publish in a national newspaper is borderline irresponsible. Just because something hasn't worked for you doesn't mean others should be scared of trying, especially when there is a good chance it may help or even save their lives. Again, to attend a meeting is free and requires no commitment. Let others find out for themselves instead of attempting to poison the public opinion with one disgruntled individual's opinion. I repeat, I am unsure as to the purpose of this piece. It is hardly a balanced account. Responding to the question in the heading, I, I was told the 12 steps would cure my addiction. Why did I end up feeling more broken? Well, it seems the writer could sadly be one of those unfortunates who is incapable of total honesty. This is clear to see from the article whether you have any experience of the subject matter or not. Quote, If I have a disease, why do I have to admit it? Well, you don't. That's what most people already do before they seek treatment. It's called denial and it keeps people sick. It's somewhat like saying, well, if my car has floor flat tyres, why do I have to admit that? Again, you don't, but you'll end up driving around your car into the ground. Everyone who sees you will think you're mad. What's concerning, though, is how the writer seems to think that he gets to choose the truth in which he exists. To not admit to something you know to be true about yourself is a lie. I do hope that Mr. Quine made a better show of himself during his chemsex days where to deny the carrying of certain diseases and illness is tantamount to manslaughter. 
I'm sure he was open and honest though with all those in those heady days. After all, he was stumped for answers when asked to describe how your drinking led you to break your own moral code. Oof. And he was left to shoehorn anything in to comply. This alone is another example of his ability to act dishonestly. The honest response would have been to not list any failings in moral conduct, if after all he believed that he had none. Yet it was the chemsex where he lists one of the direct leaders him into treatment. I guess it must have all been clean, good, dandy fun. A few words about treatment centres. There are no 12-step treatment centres. Treatment centres are not run by or connected to any of the 12-step fellowships. Yes, some of the staff often are in 12-step recovery, but they are also fully qualified and trained professionals in their roles with knowledge of multiple approaches to the treatment of addiction. The 12 steps do feature as an element of treatment as it is a wise idea for patients to be introduced to fellowship meetings. These can and will, if given a chance, offer a guaranteed source of support, recovery and in most cases new friendships after treatment and they cost nothing. So if these meetings and fellowships exist, treatment is, is a rip-off people should just go to AA and skip treatment. Why pay all that money? Well, if the person could do that, they would do that. And for many, that is what they do. <laughs> they go straight to AA. However, people who arrive at treatment are often in hopeless states of health. They need to be physically removed from their environments and separated from their substance or behavior that has brought them to this point. They require round-the-clock medical care and observation. Detox from alcohol can lead to death if done wrong. It can be incredibly uncomfortable and full of dread, anxiety and even terror. In most cases, the chances of making it through without a return to drinking to ease the pain are practically zero. But with the correct medicine and comforting staff, the patient can be helped through and most get there this stage through the stage without too much fuss. Treatment exists because people need it. Does anyone who enters stay sober? Do all patients enjoy it? How many don't even think that they need to be there, even if they can't remember how they got there? No matter what, the treatment provides the space and time to put a stop for the time to the destruction. Whether a person uses the reprieve as a building block to change the path of their life, of his life, with all the help and support that is ready, available and willingly given, or disregards it all completely and continues to let poor attitudes, childish protests and an adoption of, of a woe-is-me victimhood keep him in the misery he is entirely up to him. He is the one who has to live with himself, and he has no answers.